So around this time of the year, there are generally the Easter confessions. Uh, most people, thankfully, uh, at least consider going to confession around this time of the year. And most parishes have Easter confessions. Uh, obviously, the last couple of years with COVID, it's been a bit, a bit different. But for the most part, this is the tradition around this time of the year to go back to confession. And it's a wonderful tradition. It's a wonderful thing to do, a wonderful idea. Um, but we often come face to face with this problem of, of sin and, and mercy and how to understand both. Because if you get either side wrong, you've got a problem. If we emphasize sin, 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 everything is sin, sin is, is terrible, you are a, a depraved human being, uh, you are nothing but dirt and scum, then this is very negative and like, that's not that's not a, a Christian understanding of, of the human person, okay? On the other hand, if we say mercy, 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 so much so that you can do whatever you want and God's merciful, God loves you anyway, uh, then everything is out of balance. So it leads to a society which we kind of have now, do what you want and you know, God doesn't really care, God doesn't really mind, God loves you anyway. Either are problematic. It is difficult to maintain uh, a healthy balance. So when it comes to sin, how do, we, how do we understand sin? What do we do with it? How do we understand maybe its gravity, its severity? How, how serious is sin? I was just reading there in the diary of St. Faustina, and this, keep in mind now she, she was writing in, uh, just before the, the, the Second World War, so in the 30s, 1930s. And she said, In the evening when I was in my cell, I saw an angel, the executor of divine wrath. He was clothed in a dazzling robe, his face gloriously bright, a cloud beneath his feet. From the cloud, bolts of thunder and flashes of lightning were springing into his hands, and from his hands they were going forth, and not only, and only then were they striking the earth. When I saw this sign of divine wrath, which was about to strike the earth, and in particular a certain place, which for good reasons I cannot name, I don't think it was Ireland, uh, I began to implore the angel to hold off for a few moments that the world would do penance. But my plea was a mere nothing in the face of divine anger. Just then, I saw the most holy trinity. The greatness of its majesty pierced me deeply, and I did not dare to repeat my entreaties. At that very moment, I felt in my soul the power of Jesus' grace, which dwells in my soul. When I became conscious of this grace, I was instantly snatched up before the throne of God. Oh, how great is our Lord and God, and how incomprehensible is holiness. I will make no attempt to describe this greatness, because before long we shall all see him as he is. I found myself pleading with God for the world with words heard interiorly. As I was praying in this manner, I saw the angel's helplessness. He could not carry out the just punishment which was rightly due for our sins. Never before had I prayed with such inner power as I did then. The words with which I entreated God's were these. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us. Okay. The reason... I like this passage so much is it shows us two things. One, it shows us multiple things, but we'll just take two this morning. It shows us the 
the consequences of sin. So sin is, generally speaking, much more serious than we realize. Generally speaking, sin is much more serious than we realize. Uh, very often in, in confession, in, in Ireland anyway, uh, people have the, the tendency to say, you know, for all, they just come to confession and say, so Father, for all the sins of my life. Just one phrase, you know, for all the sins of my life. And they, 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 I think people mean it with sincerity, but if we're not sorry for particular sins, what are, we, what are we sorry for? What are we sorry for? What are you sorry for? Well, everything. Well, what's everything? It's the same in, in, in a relationship with a husband and a wife, and you know, things have been kind of rocky in the relationship, and then the husband says to the wife, look, I'm sorry. I can imagine she would say, for what, dear? And then if he says, oh, you know, sure, like, for everything. What everything, though? Like, what are you sorry for? Is there something that you did or said that, that you shouldn't have? Is there something that you could have done and didn't do? Because if there isn't a specific apology, is there an apology at all? I mean, we have good intentions, but like, for example, if I never, if I never admit the fact I take the Lord's name in vain, I do so in practically every sentence. If I never say that in confession, well, then I'm not going to be able to work on that after confession. Our sins are generally, they're generally much more serious than we realize, but but also God's mercy is much greater than we realize. So both are much bigger than we think. We, have, we see here the angel, right? The executor of divine wrath. This is never a contradiction to God being merciful. F due to our sins on our own, uh, on our own, we do not deserve heaven. On our own, we do not deserve it. On our own, we cannot earn heaven. But it was never meant to be done on our own. We were never meant to get to heaven on our own. That was never God's plan anyway. God's plan was always to raise us up, wanting us to be his children who he elevates, who he lives, who he, with whom he shares his divine nature. So it was never meant to be done alone. So we see the gravity of, of, of sin. And again, this is, remember, back in the 30s. So this is before the widespread abortion, this is before widespread pornography, this is before all the degeneration that we see out there now, way before it. So, the executor of divine wrath. Okay, but then we also see the incredible mercy of God, the incredible power of prayer. Okay, so on one hand, we, does, we don't deserve heaven. We don't deserve heaven. On the other hand, even with, with what seems like a relatively simple prayer, the executor of divine wrath is rendered helpless. Helpless is what the, the diary of St. Faustina says. Helpless. So he has all the, you know, the, the lightning bolts shooting from the, from the clouds to his hands and he's about to launch them and then he's rendered helpless by the prayer of one little sister. So, so yes, our, our, our sin is much more serious than we believe, but also the potential we have to do good, the power of our prayer uh, is far greater, far greater than we realise. Remember hearing the story, I've told this before, of, of, of a man who on his deathbed, he was just, he was very upset and he was he was distraught and, and son said dad are you okay I mean you're right and he said are you? And he said I'm, I'm not really he said dad but sure you're you've lived a good life you know you're you can be ready to go you can be ready to leave and the father just said when I was a child I turned a few signposts on our street and I wondered how many people have gone wrong because of me I wonder how many people have gone wrong because of me. You know, in, in, in my life, my example 
my lack of good example, and my lack of prayer, my laziness, selfishness, uh, my use of other people, whatever it may be, everything. All of these things, they're far more serious than we believe. But also God's grace is far more powerful than we believe. How do we understand the severity of sin? An example that, that Fulton Sheen uses is that he says, if you're at a bus stop and there's someone else there and you kind of ha- more or less half ignore them, which is very easy to do these days with phones, you know, you see someone else is there and you just, you know, just like, don't ask them how they are or where they're from or where they're going or typical, you know, culties when they go to Dublin, they always want to talk at bus stops. Those who live in Dublin never talk at bus stops. But when we go, hello, hello, friend. <laughs> so you ignore someone at a bus stop. Is that serious? No, that's not really that bad. Uh, if, on the other hand, uh, you go home and your dear wife asks you, well, how, how was your day, honey? And you just look at her and go, <laughs> you know, completely dismissive. It's more or less the same reaction, but completely different. As in it's far more serious because of the relationship with the person. Now, one step further, if then our sin is committed against an infinitely loving God, then that makes our sin, again, much more serious than we believe because of the relationship, because of the relationship. And often what, what, what can happen to us is that when it comes to sin, sin always seems relative, okay? So we compare ourselves to other people. So, you know, I curse a lot, but at least I go to Mass, or at least I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I read at Mass, or I'm an extraordinary minister, or whatever it may be. So I'm not as bad as. This is... It's always, it's, it's, it's always wrong to compare the levels of sin to other people's level of sin, to the, the standard, to have my standard and then compare that to other people's standard because I'm not judged according to my standard or their standard or anyone's standard. I'm judged according to God, according to his understanding of right and wrong, according to his justice. So it's not, we can never say it's good enough just to not be as bad as others because even if you think of, think of the Ireland of 20, 30 years ago, uh, working on a Sunday, I remember coming out of Mass, coming out of the cathedral in Thurles, and some of the smaller shops near the cathedral would stay open until one o'clock just so you could get your bread and milk going home. Otherwise, that was it. The place was shut down. There was no one shopping. Now we're used to it. So now the kind of, it's, just, it's normal. It's normal now to, to work on a Sunday as, as, as any other day. But the commandment hasn't changed. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Refrain from non-essential work. That hasn't changed. Society has, but God's standard hasn't. So comparing ourselves saying that I'm not as bad as, that, that, just, that, that, that never works. Our sin is serious because of who we sin against. Our sin is serious because we sin against an infinitely loving God. And yet, at the same time, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. God's mercy is so much greater than we can imagine and the power of our prayer is so much greater than we can imagine. As Jesus says to St. Faustina, Oh, what graces, what great graces I will grant to souls who say this chaplet. The very depths of my tender mercy are stirred for the sake of those who say this chaplet. So we ask the Lord today to give us a, a healthy understanding of our sin, a healthy understanding that yes, it is serious. Yes, if when we when we when we sin, we ultimately sin against God, and that is serious. Now, that's not to say every sin is a mortal sin, but we won't get lost in detail.
But every sin, because we love God, we should never want to sin him, even, even with venial sin. So every sin is more serious than, than we believe. But God's mercy is infinitely more than we could ever fathom or understand. So we ask God for that grace to recognize, to recognize the, the truth of both. To recognize that the gravity of our sin, to recognize the greatness of his mercy. And to run to his mercy with the vessel of trust, especially in this Easter season. So dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you all for joining us on YouTube or on Paving the Way Home or on Spotify, wherever you've listened to these homilies. Thank you so much for being part of our mission and for continuing to support our mission. It was a great gift that during lockdown uh, we could branch out or broaden uh, our, our outreach so much uh, through technology. So it was, that's been a wonderful privilege and honour. Uh, I'd ask two things, if I may. <clears throat> One that we'd really appreciate your prayers for our mission. So we have our young people here with us this year. And then there are also, there's a youth ministry, family ministry, and hopefully in the near future, men's ministry, which we hope to engage in. So we'll ask for your prayers for uh, all of those outreaches. And if you feel that the Lord is calling you to support us also financially, uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, running a place like this is is not cheap, and uh, we do need uh, benefactors' help to, to keep the show on the road and to keep our doors open and to keep this place of formation uh, alive for uh, the young people that come to us. We have opened our applications for next year as well, so if you know anybody who might like to apply, they can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and also if you'd like to make any donations, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, or send us an email if you'd like to uh, arrange some other form of donation, but we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of any support that you can give us uh, through your prayer and through your financial support. All right. So God bless, and we're praying for you here in Holy Family.